October 2016. Uh, some housekeeping before we start, please. We're not expecting a fire alarm, so if the bells do ring, please leave through the double doors, assemble on the grass circle, and our fire marshals will look after you. All mobile phones should be switched to silent, please. Um, right, Maggie, do we have apologies for absence? I've received apologies from Councillor Riles and Councillor Lodge. Thank you. I have received a, a, a apology from Councillor Chambers. Um, this might be a pertinent time, members, to remind you that it is your duty to inform the chairman of any meeting that you can't attend, that you are due to attend, um, not only as a common courtesy, but in order to enable the meeting to be properly structured, if necessary. Thank you. Uh, declarations of interest. Councillor Freeman. Saffron Warden Town Council, member of. Thank you very much. Any others? No. Then we'll move on to the minutes of the previous meeting which have been circulated. Uh, is it your wish I can sign those as a true record? I shall do so then. Thank you. Any matters arising from those minutes? I'll go through them page by page. Page 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. No, nope. so I will sign those off. Thank you very much. The agenda is as published, and the first item is item 4.1, application 16-1290. It's an application for full planning consent at Newport, and Mr Mills will make the presentation to us. Thank you. Thank you, Chairman. Uh, just one slight correction there. It's actually an application for outline planning permission. Uh, rather than full planning permission. Thank you, Mr Mills. Noted. The application site, as outlined in red on this slide, is located off London Road at the southern edge of Newport. North is to the right on this drawing. The site mainly comprises the garden associated with an existing dwelling, known as Bricketts, while the rear third is part of a paddock that wraps around the garden. As I said, the application is for outline planning permission, and that's with all matters reserved except access. And that's for the erection of up to 11 dwellings. The layout on this slide is only indicative and is subject to change upon submission of an application for approval of the reserved matters. This drawing um, is of the street scene along London Road. Um, it's also indicative, but it gives an idea of the applicant's design approach. This photograph was taken near the vehicular access, which would be improved as necessary. Um, and this is looking north into the village. This is the existing bungalow on the site. And this is a photograph of the paddock taken from London Road. Taking into account the development plan and all relevant material considerations, it is recommended that planning permission be granted subject to the conditions and Section 106 agreement referred to in my report. Thank you, Mr Mills. Um, I did have a speaker uh, noted for this. That's Mr Peter Arscott, but he's not here. Um, so we'll then proceed over to you, members, for comments and questions. Councillor Freeman. Uh, some 
concern has been expressed about water runoff from the site. Are there mitigation measures in place for this? Are you satisfied that the, uh, when the site is built that the water runoff will not generate problems for the road, for example? Okay. Um, so what you'll see in the report, there's a, there's a list of conditions there. Um, there's a couple relating to a surface water drainage scheme. So, I mean, as I said, the, the applications for outline permission for up to 11 dwellings. Now, that means that at the reserve matter stage, it could end up being lower than that number. The national policy states that um, sustainable drainage systems need to be implemented for major developments. So that's 10 dwellings or more. So as it stands, if, if we're talking 10 or 11 dwellings, then they would need to implement a sustainable drainage system. Um, the lead local flood authority, in this case Essex County Council, is happy with it in principle, um, but the conditions that you'll see in the report, they are there to, to firm up what the detail would be prior to commencement um, and then ensure long-term maintenance and everything as well. Okay. okay. Uh, in Councillor Lockman, you were next. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about the air quality. I know that since it says it has been redefined since the application came in. Um, how, how far away from it, uh, from the uh, poor air quality zone, is it, please? No problem. I'll just get the map in front of me as it's in the local plan as well. Yeah, um, so, yeah, when the. Yeah, sorry. When the application was first submitted, it was actually for 25 units yeah. over a larger area. That's since been reduced. Oh, really? um, the Environmental Health Officer raised a concern that if, the, if any houses or gardens were going to be, uh, yes, within, sorry, I'm just looking this up now, uh, within 100 metres of the zone around the M11, then further conditions might be required to ensure mm -hmm. suitable levels of air quality. However, the revised proposal reduces those away now. So, I mean, I can't give you an exact distance, but by reference to the proposals map, it is quite some distance away from the, the M11 air quality zone. Oh, right, okay, because I know it does run along the back. It's quite... Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, right. That's okay. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, from my point of view, uh, we have up to 11. Uh, the Sorry, the threshold for uh, seeking an affordable housing contribution is 10. Um, I am mindful that there are no applicants here to hear this, but it's maybe worth getting it on the minutes somewhere that um, we wouldn't be best pleased if we saw an application come in for nine, um, because then we would lose our affordable housing contribution. And if we that's assuming we approve this application. And if we are approving an application such as this, which uh, causes all sorts of um, thoughts to be given to other matters, then kicking the affordable housing into touch is not one of those things we should consider. Councillor Mills. Uh, you took the words out of my mouth. I mean, I, if, if something comes in at 11, are we therefore obliged to go to 40%? Or can we say two units if 11 because it's better than in other words is that within our remit to do that or your remit to do that prior to it coming back as a full planning application um, 
I mean, I've covered this in the report. Hopefully, it sets it out fairly clearly, but it's worth going over. Um, so, as it stands, if this is 11 dwellings, then based on the council's developer contributions guidance document, we'd be seeking 20% on-site provision of affordable housing. So, in this case, that would be two units. Um, however, what um, the chairman is referring to there is, of course, the national policy that's since come in through the planning practice guidance, which states that, or it indicates that developments of less than, it's actually 10 or less, so it's less than 11 um, units, should not be required to make a contribution towards affordable housing. And we need to have regard to that in taking decisions, of course, because it's a more up-to-date policy and it is intended to be binding on council. So, um, yes, obviously the implication of a, a smaller number of dwellings than 11 would mean we would not be justified in asking for an affordable housing contribution. However, if it is for 11, then we would be justified in asking for 20% on-site provision. All right. Yeah, nine is the new 14, as it were. Oh, 10 is the new 14, yeah. Well, no, 14 we didn't, we didn't ask for. So it's, it's more than 10. More than 10. More than 10. Oh, it has okay. to be Thank more you. than 10. Okay, so 10 is the new 14. Okay, any further comments, members? Councillor Hicks. Um, Chairman, it uh, seems a very straightforward application. I s I'd uh, like to propose that um, it's approved. Thank you very much. Does that find a seconder? Councillor Mills. Okay, in the light of no further comments, then we'll go straight to the vote. All those in favour of approval, please show. Uh, Mr. Uh, Councillor Fairhurst has indicated he's in favour, but he did, was not here at the start of the meeting, so he cannot take part in his vote. But it is unanimous. Thank you very yeah, much. Unanimous. Yeah. And for the record, Councillor Fairhurst uh, has arrived and is here. <laughs> Welcome. Right, the next item on our agenda is item 4.2, application 162156. It's for an application for full planning consent in Saffron Walden, and Mr Theobald will make our presentation. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. This application relates to a council housing proposal for residential development on two sites at Sheds Lane, which is called Site A and B, as you can see, and it relates to the uh, demolition of two existing garage compounds and erection in their place of a detached affordable rent three bedrooms accessible bungalow for specific client needs. This is site A. And a pair of semi-detached two-storey two-bedroom dwellings, site B. And these are to be built and managed by the council. The existing garages within the compounds have not been used since May 2016 and are regarded by the council as being no longer fit for purpose. I'll just run through existing. That's the site layout showing uh, in site context the two sites. This is showing on the right hand side the bungalow and obviously site B the two uh, dwellings. Uh, they are to be externally clad in traditional materials to echo the appearance of the state position in which they would be situated. Now the, the bungalow would have a private amenity space of 105 square metres. Uh, 
whilst a pair of houses would have a private miniature space of 135 square metres, which would both be Essex Design Guide compliant. Two frontage parking spaces will be provided for each of the three dwellings, and you can see here uh, for site A that has also a carport, and then the uh, two parallel spaces each for the two dwellings for site B, and they will be parking standard compliant. The site density for the development as a whole, well, it's 19 dwellings per hectare for site A, and 29 dwellings per hectare for site B, which is acceptable. Now, the principle of residential development at these unused garage compound sites within development limits is considered acceptable, as is the design and layout of the proposed dwellings. Proposed access and parking arrangements are considered satisfactory, whilst the development would not have a significant detriment impact on neighbouring resident amenity in terms of scale or the site plot positioning. The development would present a 100% affordable housing scheme and will be fully compliant with local plan policy in this respect and will also have an appropriate housing mix. The officer report for this application therefore recommends Chairman that plan permission be granted for the development proposal as presented. A scheme of remediation through standard planning conditions has been recommended by Environmental Health to address any present or historic contamination which may exist at the sites given its past uses. And just to give you a flavour of on-site, these are the garage compounds. And that's a street scene innovation looking back up Sheds Lane, similarly. And uh, that's it, Chairman. Thank you. Thank you, Mr Theobald. Now we have uh, two speakers on this application. The first is Mr Wells. I guess that would be you, as you are the only one here. <laughs> Thank you. You have three minutes, Mr. Wells. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. I represent Save Our Council Garages, a community group of over 70 Uttlesford residents. We have no objection to this application if it did not involve the totally unnecessary and wanton destruction of a valuable community asset, in this case 50 council garages. The reasons why their community asset are set out in full in our submissions available on the council's website, including the briefing paper I circulated over the weekend to all members of this committee. These papers also set out why this proposal clearly contravenes policy Gen 8 of the Uttlesford Local Plan. What I say today does not replace those comments, but is in addition to them. Any site planned for redevelopment should surely start with a good reason why the site needs to be redeveloped at all. But this one doesn't. The planners have no reasons to offer except that the garages are unattractive, unsuitable and unsafe. No justification has been provided for any of that, and those allegations are frankly just deceptions. The garages are functional, but they are certainly not an eyesore requiring attention. The allegation that they are unsuitable is also completely without foundation. They are a well-used amenity. Over 75% of them at Sheds Lane were occupied immediately prior to the Council evicting the existing tenants earlier this year. There were 38 of them. Each was paying over £600 a year to rent one. It's absolute nonsense to suggest that they would do that if they were in any way unsuitable. The allegation that they are unsafe is also a lie. There's no evidence. If there is any, it clearly hasn't been of any concern whatsoever to the Council, either before or since. They happily continue to rake in the rent from all similar sites in town without a moment's hesitation. The Sheds Lane sign 
uh, sheds lay in sight, sorry, is not derelict or underused. It may have appeared so in, in the photographs that you've just seen, but if you go back to the plans, uh, which were before, uh, before the evictions and therefore before the site was empty, um, you'll see that, uh, that they were not derelict or underused. It's not a brownfield site. It's a valuable and well-used living, breathing community asset. The garage is neither unsuitable nor unsafe, and there's no earthly reason to destroy them. They could easily continue to be the useful community asset that they have always been. There's no justification either for replacing 50 garages with what even the planners call a small infill. Just three units are planned to be built in their place, and they will inevitably pass into the private sector in just a few years' time under right to buy. A publicly owned valuable garage facility will thus have been lost forever. Council houses can be built anywhere. There's no imperative for them to be on council garage land. It's unnecessary to destroy an, un an existing council asset to do that, and we say it is wrong, short-sighted and disproportionate to do so. The responsibility of this committee should surely be to preserve community assets that exist in Uttlesford, not vandalise them. I urge you to do so by rejecting this proposal. Sorry, thank you, Mr. Wells. Um, our next speaker is on behalf of the Council, and it is Mrs. Millership, who is the Assistant Director Housing. Correct? Thank you. And you have three minutes too, uh, Mrs. Millership. Thanks. This proposed development of two garage sites in Sheds Lane, Saffron Alden, is part of the Council's ongoing development programme to provide much needed new affordable housing. The Council have been surveying all of its housing revenue account land holdings and the sites in Sheds Lane were assessed as having potential for new Council house development. The sites have been planned to provide a pair of two bedroom houses and a three bedroom wheelchair compliant bungalow for a family in local need. The garages at these sites are in poor condition with asbestos roof. At the time of inception, 12 of the garages were vacant and we'd already received four people giving us notice to quit, so there would have been 16. We were already losing over £6,000 in rent on this site. Many of the garages that were let were being used for storage purposes as they were not big enough for modern cars. Alternative garages in Saffron Walden have been offered to all those affected most of our sites have vacancy levels at that kind of percentage rate, so we do have a lot of vacants through the throughout the town. A community consultation day was held on the 29th of June and was reasonably well attended by nearby residents. The responses received were all on the whole positive and supportive of the proposed development that will remove unattractive, underused garages and replace them with well-designed affordable homes which are much needed in the area. I respectfully request that the Council looks favourably upon this planning application and rec recommends it for approval. Thank you, Mr. Millership. <coughs> right, members, it's over to you with questions and queries. Councillor Freeman. Yes, thank you, Chairman. <coughs> Generally, uh, this is one of these things where you can't possibly argue with it. You know, they're moribundant, unused garages and we're going to turn them into something really, really useful to, for the community. Who can argue with that? It's a very sound argument. But when you examine it more carefully, many of my constituents, because it's in my ward, uh, many of my constituents have forced me to examine it more carefully. The arguments are more subtle. 
Um, can we have, please, uh, the photograph of one of the garage blocks, the most moribund one, ideally? Uh, uh, that's quite good. Yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, there they are with their doors hanging open and, uh, you know, gracious, let's get rid of this eyesore. In fact, that's after the, all the tenants have been evicted, summarily on the 16th of May or by the 16th of May. This was done by a letter from the council, with not giving any reasons, just saying, go away, we don't want you anymore, which is the landlord's right. But that was the letter. It just said, no, you're no longer a tenant, go away. Um, and, of course, the people have gone away, have left the doors open and whatever. And some of them have moved elsewhere in the town, that's perfectly true. Uh, but these garages had a very high, something an over 80% occupancy rate, not necessarily of cars, although I know people that keep cars in them. But one of the key points that was made to me by a constituent, and I found it very difficult to argue against, is, look, we're covering Saffron Warden with houses. So-called 40% of those are supposed to be affordable. If you want specialist housing or if you want council housing, why can't you have a policy that supplies those out of the new bills that are going up all over the town? That is a very reasonable argument. I couldn't think of a reason to argue against that. So I am minded to vote against this because it's, to my mind, disingenuous use of a valuable community asset. These garages had more than 80%, close on 90% occupation, some for storage, some for people who ran businesses from them, and some for vehicles. But I don't think that just turning them into three houses is necessarily uh, very good use. And actually, I've inquired with the council, after two years, the tenants have the right to buy these properties. I know it doesn't happen very often in council uh, tenancies, simply, of course, in order to buy a place, you have to be able to borrow money as well, and people who live in such properties may not have that facility. But there's nothing to stop them from passing into private ownership, and down off Caton's Lane, there are, I think, four or six, there's six dwellings put on a garage site there. Very nice houses, very high grade, no reason why they shouldn't be high grade. I'm very much in favour of council property. I believe we should have a lot more. But those houses would be wonderful market houses. There's nothing whatsoever in the deal to stop the um, tenants from buying them after the statute of two years. So I don't think it's very good use of a community asset. And I am mindful, unless my colleagues manage to persuade me otherwise, of voting against this. And I commend that they do likewise. Thank you. Councillor Fairhurst. I've got you down first. That's fine. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'm, this was a strange, strange presentation because when I look at it on the, on the, on the agenda, it looks pretty straightforward, as, as my colleague says. And looking at the photographs there, it seems a very good use of, of derelict land. Um, then having listened to the speakers, um, it isn't what it appeared to be. And I, 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 I'm a little disappointed. I, do, I feel that this has been put through by stealth. I don't feel it's been honestly presented to us. That's not how it was, that's how it is today. I mean, obviously, if you leave things um, vacant for X number of months, they're going to be vandalized and breakage is going to occur. Um, and that's not the way we should be talking. It should be transparent. We should be discussing the facts. To say that 12 people had not um, had vacated this area is not the same as saying 38 people had to be evicted summarily. Um, so I will definitely be voting against this because of the way it was presented, if nothing else. I also think that we do need garage in, this, in, in the town. And to say there, there's abundance of garages um, is rather odd because I've been looking to rent a garage myself personally for the last three or four months and couldn't find one. I finally found one to buy. So they're not that available, and I'm definitely going to vote against us. Thank you. Councillor Lockman. Right. Um, 
Well, I'm very much in favour of um, affordable homes, council houses, very against the right to buy, which could happen in this case, and these properties will no longer be council houses. They will be available on the uh, public uh, well, you know what I mean, to buy. And, and so uh, we would have lost them anyway. So I do have concerns about that. But um, I'd like to ask, uh, what kind of asbestos uh, is this? And uh, I, I should declare an interest because we do own a, uh, an asbestos survey company. So uh, I know there are different types of asbestos, and some are dangerous and some actually aren't. But when you say the word asbestos, everyone has a nervous breakdown. So uh, could you please tell me what kind of asbestos this is, please? Um, I've no idea, to be quite honest. Well, um, you're, so, you get, you're coming before this committee and all it's asbestos. You don't know what it is. Even if it's the most dangerous asbestos known to man, that's not for this committee. No. The asbestos. Well, it is because you've put no, that in the report and you've just no, said no. There, are, there is there are asbestos. asbestos. There are asbestos garages. But in order, if planning permission is approved and the, and the garages are demolished and removed, there is a duty of care on anybody especially the council, to take into account this, this, the duty of care in terms of the safe disposal of asbestos. That's the law. So irrespective of how dangerous the asbestos is, it's an important issue, but it's not an important issue for this committee. So the, 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 the disposal of asbestos is a legal issue that would need to be taken into account. And applications that you've approved in the past quite often will result... In, in, in removal of material that is asbestos. And in this particular case, asbestos was put, in, put into case in terms of describing the current situation you've got. That's what's come to a head. But every time you have an application requiring the demolition of matters involving asbestos, it's not for the planning process. There is a separate legislation that covers that. And as the council doing it, there's a duty of care in terms of doing that. And I'm, I'm absolutely guaranteed that that will be adhered to here. Right, well, thank you, you've clarified that, but I do know that people go in with uh, white coats and masks to remove certain types, but don't for others. So that's just the point I was trying to make. But okay, so I'd like to know um, about the parking. We know that the uh, tenants were asked to move in May because we've been told that, and we've been told they've been allocated spaces elsewhere. Are they on street or are they garage parking? Be, uh, sorry, before, sorry, sorry, Clive, sorry. Before, uh, Mr. Theobald, before you answer that, could you tell me how many garages there were again, please? Uh, 50. 50. So have you reallocated 50 parking spaces? And, and if you did, where are they, please? My understanding, and I'd say this is really a question for housing services, is that those tenants who had expressed an interest to keep their 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 tenanted garage on, on the compounds have been reallocated a parking space or a garage. Now, obviously, it's that quantum, if you like, that, that residue of um, garages which were being used for, for parking and not for incidental storage purposes or um, other purposes. I know there were some which were void, so therefore they were not being used. But I've spoken to... Uh, Doug Mallins um, about this and also to a um, uh, colleague over here and I've been informed that those have been reallocated. Now uh, I do not know 100% whether they are um, on site actually on site as opposed to um, on the street but uh, my, my information is that they, they, are, they are on the plot not just parking ad hoc in the street. 
which is why I make reference to that in my report. Right. So you actually can't answer that question because you don't know. That's what you're saying. I think Mr Brown has some further information for us. I'll be absolutely honest here that Councillor Lachlan has come up with the only question relevant to the loss of these garages is the parking issue. Um, the fact that it's, it's brilliant as an asset, it's brilliant as, a, as an opportunity for storage of garages is absolutely irrelevant. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be. This is a planning committee. You are deciding the proposal for free houses, not an, not an application for the council and the council's housing department to decide not to rent these out and, and to remove them and to redevelop the site. But the issue over the car parking is a relevant question. Um, there is... I mean, you were given information that all the, pay, all the parking spaces that have been lost as a result of these garages have been reallocated to those residents. And all the, all the spaces within these garages are not on plot. Those, garages, those parking spaces are not actually within, by definition, because they, are, because they are rented garages, they're not on the plots of the people that were renting them. So, but they have been reallocated spaces, and I think we have to take that in, in good faith. Um, and what you are considering this application is an application for three properties in this location and whether it, use my term quite often, is washing its own face in terms of being self-sufficient in terms of car parking and whether the loss of these garages would result in additional parking in this area. And, uh, and I think officers are of, of the very strong opinion that there wasn't. So I think there is this, this loss of council garages is, is a very important issue and I fully appreciate what, what, what the, the two Saffron Walden members have been saying, but it's not for this committee. This committee's concerns are the uh, application. The, those garages have gone. Those garages, the, you know, they, they, they've all been evicted from those issues. So if Planning Commission is refused today, you're refusing an application for three bungalows in this location. Um, you're not saving the garages as such, because the garages, because the garages, each resident has been given, is being given, is being evicted from those from those garages. So therefore, that that that's irrelevant. That's not a decision being made today. You are considering an application for the redevelopment of the site. So I think we just need to be careful that this is a planning committee, and that's exactly what the remit of this planning committee is, is to consider. Councillor Mills. Uh, thank you, Chairman. Um, Yes, I find myself agreeing with uh, councillors Fairhurst and Freeman as far as um, the asset, but I'm also aware from working on the housing board, as Janice is, that we have a homeless list in Saffron Walden. I'm also aware that we have a requirement of special properties, which one of these I know is designed for with a specific tenant in mind. And that, regardless of what we're able to do through the existing developments and 40% affordable, etc., etc., these sites don't become available very often. So this actually fulfills a the direct need that we are aware of and as such I find that I have to support the application in line with the uh, social agenda we are trying to put forward. Thank you. Councillor Freeman, you wish to come back? I'll come back to you, Eric. Yes, Councillor Freeman, you wanted to come back in. I saw your hand first, so, but Councillor speak. Just as a point of information, because um, this will be three banks of garages which are lost in my ward, I'm not aware of any which have been lost in the other two wards in Saffron Warden, but three banks are being, have gone in uh, Castle Ward in Saffron Warden. <clears throat> um, I think people are being economical with the truth because it may be that those that wanted an extra garage, wanted a replacement garage, would have been reallocated one, possibly 20 minutes walk away, a long way, the other side of the town. That's where the other garages are. Now, there are some left in Castle Ward. They're off Goddard's Way. 
Uh, I'm sure they've got their eyes on them, their backland development. Um, but I imagine, and you could answer this question, I'm sure, if, if, if one asked the question, uh, how many people actually asked to be relocated? I think the answer to that would be a handful, actually, because they would be offered places the other side of town, 20 minutes walk away, no use at all. Um, and it doesn't address the issue. Well, one thing I didn't mention when I addressed you earlier is that it does concern me that the bungalow, a correction on detail, they're not bungalows, there's only one bungalow, the other two are semi-detached houses, but the bungalow is being um, configured for the special needs of a family who are also in my ward. I'm very familiar with them. Uh, and that is, in fact, predetermination because we're saying, well, uh, we're going to do this for a particular set of people. What you should do is to build the facility and then have an open competition as to who's going there. <laughs> so what I, that, it's very difficult to argue against it, though. Is it possible to split this? I have no problems with the bungalow. I have a problem with the semi-detached houses. I would be very happy to consent the bungalow for the purposes for which it is being put. I am not happy to consent the houses. Can we give a divided consent on this? No, we have one application and that's what we're dealing with. Councillor Hicks. Thank you, Jim. Uh, I think the first thing, to, a couple of things. The first thing to say is that this uh, search for uh, land uh, which is no longer useful in across the whole of the district has been going on for several years to my knowledge so it's nothing new this is only a, in, in taking disused garage land and using it to um, create affordable housing is a policy that we've been doing across the constituency and across the district for several years so I don't think there's anything different um, and uh, the, uh, there is a need for affordable housing I don't think any of us would dispute that and uh, f frankly uh, <laughs> I, I think the suggestion that the, we should replace the garages the 50 garages in a development somewhere in Saffron Walden that uh, Councillor Freeman and his associates would oppose wholeheartedly if it ever came before you um, is, is laughable. So, um, in my view, um, this is a perfectly sensible use of council-owned land and I, I propose we approve it. Thank you. That's a proposal for approval. Does that find a seconder? Councillor Mills will second that. Fine. Now, our legal officer um, would like to ask us a question or no, no, confirm something for us. Just a clarification of the purpose of this. Sorry, Jazz Lyle, uh, planning barrister. Um, I just wanted to clarify to the committee that the purpose, the real question before you today is do these residences comply with planning policy, planning policy, as touching on the point that... Um, the planning officer has made. So do these residents comply with planning policy? Any other policies that this council may have are not relevant to, to the matter before you today. Thank you. Thank you very much for that guidance. Um, yeah, I, from my point of view, I haven't made any comment yet. I'll come back to you, Councillor Lachlan. Sorry, um, well, I, I don't have my um, policy thing here. Perhaps our legal officer... Oh, Councillor Lachlan, I said I'll come back to you. Oh, did you? Yeah. I'm sorry. Not, sorry. Not right now. Sorry, no, sorry, I, mistake. That's all right. I've got you down. Um, 
the I don't care whose wall they're in. Um, it, uh, that's a, a spurious argument. It, it, you know, we are uh, under greater influence than just protecting our ward. And the 20 minutes walk, uh, Councillor Freeman, you don't know how, where people came from to use these garages. They certainly didn't, most of them didn't come from the block next door. So I think all those arguments uh, fall away. Councillor Lachlan. Sorry, going a bit mutton in my old age, I think. Um, yeah, I wonder if our legal officer or our planning officer, because I don't have my local plan today uh, policies, and I always have it, but today I haven't. Uh, if you could tell me what Gen 8 is, please. Yes, uh, Gen 8 is our parking standards policy. You want the full citation? Yes, please. Yep, okay. It's policy Gen 8. It says development will not be permitted unless the number, design and layout of vehicle parking spaces proposed is appropriate for the location as set out in supplementary planning guidance, vehicle parking standards, a summary extract of which is reproduced in Appendix 1 to this plan. So uh, that's a reference to both the Essex County Council vehicle parking standards for uh, 2008, I think, and then you've got the subsequent our own council standards which pushed up the uh, provision for um, uh, four or more bedrooms. Yeah. So that's parking on the actual site, not yeah. parking. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I wanted to clarify. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, so we've got a proposal and a seconder for approval uh, with the conditions as shown. All those in favour, please show. That's four in favour. And those against? And any abstentions? One abstention. So that matter is approved. The next item on our agenda, item 4.3, is application 16-2063, an application for full planning consent in Great Dunmo, and Mr Trevelyan will make the presentation. Thank you. Thank you, Chairman. The uh, next item on today's agenda is the site known as the Dunmo, uh, sorry, yeah, the Dunmo Council Depot site, which is currently used as the council refuge and storage facility. Located on the site at the moment, currently, uh, just where we've got the mouse cursor there, we've got currently four uh, cabins, which are currently used for the staff, facilities, toilet, washing, and uh, change room facilities, along with other ancillary buildings. Surrounding the site itself, uh, we've got a recently new residential housing development just north of the site, further residential around the uh, east, and uh, the Reform Church to the southwest there. The planning permission that's in front of us today is proposed to replace the existing four cabins with three new cabins 
to be used for canteen facilities and also change room and washing facilities. You can see on the screen above, um, these are different types of, there's two different size porter cabins. These are some of the photos of the existing porter cabins on the site, backing onto the recently sort of residential scheme. Um, it's officer's recommendation that the actual uh, proposal in front of us today is in accordance with both national and local planning policies in that on balance the design and appearance is acceptable. It doesn't have any impact to the general heritage assets surrounding the site, that being the conservation area and the adjoining listed buildings, and also it won't have an impact, excessive impact on the amenities of adjoining occupiers. Therefore, it's offers a recommendation for approval subject to the suggested conditions. Thank you, Chairman. Thank you, Mr. Trevelyan. Right, members, we have no speakers, so it's Could I just to you. ask a question, please? Those pictures we just saw, those pictures we just saw, were they the original ones or are these the proposed new ones? <laughs> just to clarify, I hope they are the, uh, the existing ones. ones. Yeah. We haven't got any pictures. Do we not have any pictures of the new ones? No, just the plans. Just the plans uh, themselves. Yeah, you've got elevations on them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there are porter cabins. You know. So long as I can be assured that that's what we're going to get, then that's fine. Yeah, fine, thank you. Uh, Councillor Mills. Proposal to uh, approve, Chairman. Thank you. Does that find a second? The Councillor Hicks, thank you. Yeah. No further comments. Can we go straight to the vote then on this one, please, Members? All those in favour of approval, please show. That's unanimous. Thank you. That matter is approved. The next item on our agenda, item 4.4, application 162453. It's a householder application for full planning consent, and Mr. Brown will make the presentation. Thank you. Thank you, Chairman. This is only in front of members because it's a, a member of staff application, so hopefully you'll find it uncontroversial. The application is... Um, Melbourne Cottage on Lower Green, uh, that should be Lower Green Lane, not Lover Green Lane on the agenda, I think, uh, Wimbish. Um, the application is for a, this is the current existing elevations, and the proposal is for an extension to the side. Um, it's quite a substantial extension um, with a, an extension to the, and I think if you see the, sorry, if we go back a bit, whoops. I thought I had a block plan, but unfortunately I haven't. Uh, but what, you, what is proposed, this is already a side extension, but what's proposed is to extend it slightly forward in that particular bit here. And this is the, a two-bit a two extension with a valley in between it to the front. We already have approved uh, planning permission for an extension uh, with one of these ones here which would be centrally based. So what it's basically doing is it's quite a substantial extension, but it's considered the application does not result in any overlooking or overshadowing of adjoining properties, and the application is recommended for approval, Chairman. Thank you, Mr Brown. We have no speakers. Um, so, members, any questions or queries of Mr Brown? 
No, Councillor Davy. Propose the recommendation. I'd like to propose a recommendation. Thank you. Does that find a seconder? Councillor Lachlan, thank you. Um, so, with no comments coming, we'll go straight to the vote. All those in favour of approval, please show. Unanimous. Thank you. That application is also approved. There is no urgent business that I need to conduct, so I'm going to declare the meeting closed at 3.245. Thank you.